tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show. And uh, to the land down under, <laughs> home of the Vegemite sandwich <laughs> and <laughs> the group Minute Work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which I think, I think the guy, there you go. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> you know, Mark. I had to find in, the page it was on. How funny. <laughs> you know what? In our history of doing radio, and, and you and I have been in it together and separate for a long time, but um, I can count the number of concerts I've actually paid to attend, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. And um, actually, no, I didn't. I was going to say, I went to minute, I saw Minute Work at a place called Dorton Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina wow. when they were hot. Okay. They were huge hot. But I didn't pay for those tickets. They were given to me. They were bad tickets, but they were given to me. Right, yeah. And, but, you know, usually when you and I do concerts, we're on stage. We introduce the band and, you know, do that. And to be honest with you, it's it's just one of those things that you do take for granted after a while. The first couple of times yeah. is pretty exciting. It is. But then after you become friends with some of the artists and and you've ridden their career with them where they're first having a successful hit song. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're growing and they're so nice. They're just excited. Everything's so new. And then if they're, you know, have a few more hits, they, there's a change in the band usually. Yeah. Um, about year two of, of stardom, they become a little standoffish because, you know, they're tired now. And yeah. um, if they survive that by year three or four um, and still yeah. having hits, you yeah. see a whole different side. You can find yeah. out personally what's going on. Yeah, but yeah. Year five after the first hit, they're usually done, you know, and, and that's when they're on the way down. That's when they're not having hits anymore. Yeah. And their last song just released and it didn't crack the top 50. Right. And the, and everybody is bailing on them and there's a sense of desperation wow. about them, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, if you see them again, a couple of years later, there's only one guy left from the original band and they're playing a small club down the street that actually <laughs> doubles as a car wash during the night, uh, you know? So, if they had yoga there that afternoon, yes, yep, that was it exactly. And uh, anyway, Minute Work was one of those bands that actually gave me tickets to go see them, so that was kind of cool. But anyway, wow, back to Australia. Yeah. An Australian reptile wrangler was called to a Queensland home where a woman found one of the world's most venomous snakes. It was slithering in her bed. Zachary Richards of Zachary's Snake and Reptile Relocation. That is no way to talk about a person's husband. <laughs> no, you know that? it's not. No, <laughs> he posted photos of his uh, to his business's Facebook page showing this six foot eastern brown snake stretched out on a woman's bed. He said, "When I arrived, uh, she was waiting outside for me, and I went inside to the bedroom that the snake was in, and she had the door shut with a towel underneath so it couldn't get out. I pushed the door open, and it was lying in the bed looking at me." Richard said the snake likely came in through an open door to escape the heat. Uh, or, he says, it just wanted a nice, comfortable bed to sleep in. <laughs> he says he relocated the snake to an area far from the nearest human residence. Wow. Okay, now you know that wasn't me because it wouldn't have been about relocation. It was no. about picking up the little pieces of snake that were now all over my bed. You know? <laughs> Sorry, lady. Gonna lead a, you're going to need a new mattress here. Yep. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and Mark, this longest beard life contest for men now, mm -hmm. I don't get it. I never have. No. I've never got the Grizzly Adams, well, actually, Grizzly Adams beard wasn't long enough, you no. know? No. I've just, it's like, okay, 
I thought the guys from ZZ Top were pretty mm-hmm. cool back right. in the early 80s, okay? Yeah, yeah. There's three guys standing there and not dancing around, just playing their music and having long beards, right. you know? Yeah. I yeah. thought, pretty cool. And then the Duck Dynasty guys mm-hmm. come along, yep. and all of a sudden, men look at it and go, hey, yep, hey, I <laughs> could have that. And I don't know if it's personal jealousy because I can't grow a beard like that, yeah. Yeah. but whatever it is, now we have a Guinness World Record for this. Yes, we do. What is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. The Guinness World Record holder for the world's longest beard on a living person. Interesting that that is a clarification for them. Mm-hmm. Longest beard on a living person. His he broke his own record <laughs> in Canada when the hair on his chin was measured at a staggering eight feet and three inches long. Sarwan yeah. Singh of Surrey in British Columbia initially earned the record in 2008 when his beard measured seven feet, eight inches long. And the record was updated in 2010 when it was measured at eight feet, two and a half inches long. Singh, who has been growing his facial hair out since the age of 17, has now broken his own record yet again when his beard was measured at eight feet, three inches long. Wow. I... <laughs> Why? I'm a little... I'm a little scared about living person being added into that. You know, I mean, yeah, I know. are we digging up dead people because their hair grows? You know, I mean, does Guinness have a, a room somewhere with dead people growing beards? It's a contest. There are questions here we need to have answered. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mag show and um let me see here yeah we did we had the snake story a couple of minutes ago and uh i'm thinking mutual of omaha wild kingdom i'm feeling like you're jim fowler and i'm marlon perkins you know i'll be jumping off the land rover here to go wrestle something large wow you know that the, you know for those who don't have our background in television you know with watching tv i mean i know they don't you don't get you guys don't know what it's like to only have three channels mm-hmm. and and having a parent decide what you're going to watch you know <laughs> because can you imagine kids today if yeah. you told oh, them yeah. here here is the room where we watch tv mm-hmm. and that box over there i know it's small but that box over there that's only 50 inches is a state-of-the-art technology and uh <laughs> No, the clicker thing, this really big thing, that's mm-hmm. our remote. Right. I know it has a wire remote. on it, but we stretch that around. Yeah, we stretch it around here. It's the cable remote, but it's got a wire I on it. I was so. the remote. Yeah. Well, I was trying. I'm, go put it I on channel to, three. Now, you got to go to the U and then go to the bottom <laughs> and turn. Right. Spin that little <laughs> dial. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Hey, that's why we know who Marlon Perkins picture's is. picture's kind of fuzzy. How about grabbing the uh, the yeah. aerial on top of the TV? Okay, oh. stand right there. That's perfect. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, in the comedy, uh, Adam Sandler did Eight Crazy Nights, uh, the short little dwarf guy with the hairy back, and, uh, you know, he actually was the antenna. He was part of one of the songs and he got hit by lightning or that's something. But funny. Don't move. Mm-hmm. All right. So, All right. Yeah. Now, back to, the, back to the animals. Right. Officials at a Texas zoo said its bobcat enclosure has been reinforced after one of the animals briefly escaped. Ellen Trout Zoo in Lufkin confirmed one of its two bobcats escaped from its off exhibit enclosure about 3.15 p.m. Saturday by breaking through a wire barrier. 
I love how they made sure to say it was an off exhibit enclosure. Nobody, in, it was not where anybody could have been harmed. Uh, why was it, the animal in a prison? What, what did he do to get in solitary? Even though guests were evacuated and zoo officials were able to recapture the bobcat near its enclosure. That's what zoo director Gordon Henley says. Quote, I think we dealt with it as best we could. Nobody was hurt and the animal wasn't hurt. The zoo resumed normal operations on Sunday. Henley said the material surrounding the bobcat enclosure was replaced to prevent a repeat escape. <laughs> wow. So, so the bobcat learned to pick a lock. Yeah. <laughs> and they changed the locks. <laughs> I'm a little concerned that that's all we have here, you know, <laughs> just saying, you know, if you got a bobcat that has learned to use fingers and toes, we got trouble. You know, the, the, the fact that we have had how many of these stories in the last month, we've had Way like, many. like six of them in the last yes. month of animals uh, escaping from places at zoos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've been wanting to go back and visit the zoo lately. Mm, I'm, I'm having second thoughts though. I think all you have to do is get near the zoo, you know, and you'll... <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and we you and i have talked about the lottery uh many many times uh, and i don't think we need to dig into it again uh except to say that the reason a lot of people who win a lottery okay do not have the experience of living with money right so when you don't have that i mean it really it's not like it's a burden okay i'm not acting like winning a billion dollars is bad but the reason it turns out bad for people is that if you're used to living paycheck to paycheck and all of a sudden you're hit with a windfall, you're going to lose yourself in it unless you're really grounded and have a great support system and, you know, really do marry into a game plan that mm. will help you use the money instead of letting the money use you. So that's why we have a lot of bad uh, lottery stories. I will tell you this. If we looked for them, we would find a lot of good lottery stories, yeah. people that did very well with it. Yeah. But they're just not entertaining. They're, That's you true. Know, That's true. The ones that are entertaining for us are the ones who win $50 million and blow it. Yep. So let's start right here. One of the UK's biggest lottery winners burned through a mind-blowing $50 million in eight years. Eight years. Mm. He splurged on a soccer team, racehorses, extravagant cars before his luck ran out. Well, hey, wait a minute. What did he buy, Mark? A soccer team. There you go. Race horses, extravagant cars. Yes. Those two things, the soccer team and the race horses. These do not bring you money. No, they don't. Unless you win. If you win, they bring you money. But there's a lot of money that goes into getting a winning team Mm -hmm. or race horse, and it costs a lot. It is not for the weak and weary or people who want a lottery. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are holes you throw money into. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Colin, Ware of North Ayrshire, Ayrshire, Scotland spent a stunning, a stunning $131,000 per week after winning a record breaking 257.6 million euro millions jackpot in 2011 we're a former cameraman married to a nurse bought a, a 55% share in glasgow's uh, partrick thistle football club before he died of sepsis at age 72 in 2019 the big spender also plunked down big bucks for a vintage bentley arnage jaguar mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm sorry, I mispronounced that for our UK people. It's Jaguar, F-Pace SUV, <laughs> and a Mercedes-Benz E-Class estate, along with a $6 million home. He reportedly spent millions more to renovate. We're also snapped up three prized racing, uh, racing thoroughbreds, including an Irish mare named, if you say, Run. But the lottery curse reared its head in 2018, when he divorced his wife, Chris, after nearly four decades of marriage, and she took much of his fortune. Wow. At the time he won the lottery, he was the second biggest Euro Millions winner ever. Wow. You know, I just... (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. 131 grand a week. Yeah. I, again... uh, if you play the lottery, plan to lose, you know, mm-hmm. because even if you win, you lose, even if you lose, you lose. But then again, these are the stories we talk about Yeah, because you're going, who can spend that kind of money? I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I, I think I was going to actually say, you know, people that are successful don't play the lottery, but they do. Sure, and you know yeah. what? The curse hits them just as hard. So, yeah. you know what? Do what you want to do. If, yeah. if Well, this I, goes but, this goes back to what you said to begin with. That a lot of the times, the people that win the lottery aren't prepared to live with that kind of money. They just right. they just don't. And this is a perfect example of it. Yep. He was living the life he thought wealthy people lived. Right. And it doesn't work that way. No. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And, you know, Mark, I have to just share something very quickly with you that Okay. kind of hit me you know when you have those uh the things on facebook that we try to avoid the one that says whatever happened to these popular celebrities or whatever <laughs> yes. you know number 17 is gonna really mess up i was yeah i was looking through one of these and uh it was just one of those moments where it's like what happened to vince vaughn's career okay <laughs> and and you look it up it talks about how you know he he had a lot of hits as a comedian comic actor you know and that he, he was on true detective on hbo you know that uh it's a series that features a different cast every year. You know, Matthew McConaughey was on it, you know, for, a, uh, you know, however many episodes they do. Um, and Vince Vaughn was on another one. I mean, it's really been an interesting uh, idea for HBO to use these movie stars in a limited series role, you know, pretty cool stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what they say happened. Uh, now, Vince Vaughn is conservative. Okay. Yeah. He is, uh, his best friend um, is very liberal. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because to be, um, oh, come on, Dave, uh, John Favreau is his best friend. Okay. Okay. So think about it. You have Vince Vaughn over here, a conservative Republican. You have John Favreau, a liberal pinko commie who actually was a speechwriter for Barack Hussein Obama, but they're best friends Hmm. yet Vince Vaughn. His views are called very controversial views, and that's what cost him his career in Hollywood, his very controversial views. And I'm going to tell you, these very controversial, I looked him up. He's conservative, you know? Mm. That's it. Yeah. That's all he is. Yeah. And it's like being a conservative now has been labeled to that point where you are just, you know, this side of Satan. Yeah. And... It, I just am throwing it out there because we've watched the school shooting in Nashville, which was tragic and sad on every count. 
And yet the LGBTQIA community is blaming the victims. Mm-hmm. They're saying the Christians deserve hate. You know, if yeah. you're a Christian, you are a hater in their yeah. book. They are the ones with hate. They're the ones with violence. They're the ones that are, but they're projecting it onto those who say, well, they deserve it. They're haters. They deserve it. What'd you expect? You're like, wait a minute, man. You guys cannot keep flipping the script. You know, this person was mentally ill Mm -hmm. and it's documented. This person was mentally ill. And what this person did was heinous. It was evil. Killing three children and three adults in a school at a Christian school. That's ridiculous. You can't defend that, but they are. Because that is their person. And so if you're part of that, and I'm going back to the Vince Vaughn thing. So Vince Vaughn's best friend is a liberal pinko commie. Vince Vaughn loses his career. John Favreau keeps running, you know? Yeah. They're like that. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you're on their side. They'll defend you. Mm. And it's just, it's a sad reality that that's where we are. Because I'll be honest with you, Mark and I would both be labeled with controversial views yeah. because we're believers and we're yeah. conservative that's the world yeah live radio.fm the mark and mac show and mark do you remember um when the government of the united states of america came out and said that uh, there was a computer that was very popular here in the states that was imported from china that you shouldn't use because the Chinese had put all kinds of stuff on it. Right, the Lenovo, yeah. Right. As a matter of fact, if you're a government contractor, you can't use this Lenovo brand because mm-hmm. they say the Chinese. Yet, here's the thing that I'm, I'm getting at, is that while they'll say, don't use this computer because, but they don't say anything about everybody that uses TikTok, <laughs> you know? TikTok is volunteer. It's on everything. Yeah. And they, the Chinese government gets more information from TikTok than anything right. else. So. Yeah. There you have it. Well, I, to to be fair, yes. Facebook gets the same kind of information. Yeah, <laughs> Twitter gets the same kind of information. Yeah. Instagram, they all do. Yeah. It's just the Chinese yeah. are using it against our country, and the Chinese <laughs> they own TikTok. That that's the whole thing. Yes, it, it, they were bought. But anyway, right. I digress. Yes. Anytime I see a, a thing about Chinese scientists yeah. doing something, I think, okay, <laughs> where did they steal this information? It's funny, you, you went there. I went to yeah. Scrooged. That's where I went. <laughs> The movie oh, Scrooged. <laughs> researchers, I mean, to do that. researchers from Northwestern Polytechnical University in Xi'an, China, have demonstrated their ability to grow antlers on the foreheads of mice. Wow. Using stem cells transplanted from deer. Where All were these use staples? Where were these people during the production of Scrooged? Huh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the scientists behind these experiments think their work may lead to advancements in human limb regeneration so that's the 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 reason for all this tau uh, and his team's mice antler research was published earlier this month in the springer nature journal science uh, the researchers noted that deer lose their antlers every spring by autumn they have a new set which grow approximately 1.8 inches or 1.08 inches a day and can reach up to 33 pounds in mass and 47 inches in length in approximately three months well they took stem cell populations from the base of shed antlers that were no more than five days old cultivated them in a petri dish then transplanted them into the foreheads of lab mice. Within two months of implantation, 
the mice began to suffer ghastly deformations Oops. described by the scientists as antler like structures of their own. Well, this isn't the first time the Chinese scientists have radically deformed mice with deer-like antlers. Mm -hmm. A paper published August 2020 in the Journal of Regenerative Biology and Medicine. Boy, that's a barn burner if you've never wow. read that one. Go ahead. Detailed how researchers at Changkun SciTech University in China's Jilin province transplanted antler issues from deer uh, tissue from deers onto the heads of mice back then. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if we can get the report on what they did to Michael Jackson. You know, because <laughs> I'd like to know. <laughs> liferadio.fm you know it's the mark and mac show and a little while ago we were talking about how lottery winners mess up they're just not prepared to handle it yeah. well, there are some other people who are not um they're not ready to handle things like freedom you know right. yeah. you, you get used to a certain thing you're in jail you're looking at the bars you you know you make a few friends in there you try to dodge the shivs you know you watch out and you do all the things you're supposed to do in jail yeah but one of the common threads we got to get out of here i got to get out of here got to get out of here yep but it's not enough to just get out of here. You got to have a plan for once you get out of here, mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Yeah. Because within minutes, you're going to be the one person standing out in the middle of, you know, right, wearing yeah. an orange jumpsuit. What you going to do next? Mm -hmm. Here we go. This mm -hmm. is what you don't do. Two inmates who managed to escape from a Virginia jail were apprehended hours later at a nearby IHOP. 37-year-old John Garza and 43-year-old Arlie Nemo were first. Arlie Nemo. Doesn't that sound like the name of a character in a movie? Arlie. Arlie <laughs> Nemo. It does. Yes. <laughs> they were first discovered missing from the Newport News Jail during a regular head count at 7.15 p.m. Monday evening. A report from the city of Newport News Sheriff's Office claimed that the two men had escaped earlier that afternoon by exploiting a construction design weakness in the building and chiseling a hole into the wall using primitive made tools constructed from a toothbrush and metal object. <laughs> they pulled a Shawshank is what they did. Yeah, they uh, did. Once the men had access to untied rebars between the walls, they used those rebars to further their escape. They passed through the hole in the wall to the outside where they then scaled the containment wall to freedom. That freedom was apparently short-lived between 3.30 and 4 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Roughly eight hours after the two were discovered missing from the jail, patrons from a nearby IHOP mm. <laughs> called police to report that the suspects had entered the diner and had ordered breakfast. Officers wow. quickly arrived at the IHOP, roughly 10 miles away, arrested the escapees, and returned them to jail. Though wow. alerts described the missing prisoners as possibly dangerous, Newport News Police Chief Steve Drew stated in a press conference on Tuesday that the threat they posed to the community had been relatively minor. Quote, I don't think that we were dealing with, like, menacing individuals. What we had was two individuals that were able to escape from the jail facility. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Again, stupid criminal spits. What are you going to do when you get out? You know, mm -hmm. it, it just isn't like in the movies, you know? No. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show, and 
we have kind of a companion piece to the story we did a little while ago about the two guys that broke out of jail, you right. know. Yeah. They went to all this incredible effort. They were very creative. They were very sneaky. And they were able to break out of jail. But once they got out, they didn't have a plan for what mm-hmm. where they were going to do next. So what happens? They got caught eating breakfast at IHOP. <laughs> now, <laughs> here we now have a husband. A husband who wants jail time. Mm-hmm. An Italian man who was arrested and charged for dumping construction waste, was taken back to court after he was caught violating his house arrest. The man asked to be given a jail sentence instead of, instead to escape his wife's nonstop nagging at home. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Please wow. send me to jail. <laughs> However, the judge sent the guy back home and ordered him to try to get along with his wife. <laughs> man. You know... How bad is it? Oh, good gravy, man. And what's wrong? Was the, Now, they don't tell us if the judge was male or female, but I mm-hmm. think we need to look at that, you know? The Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show, where this headline, Spoiling Our Pets. <laughs> uh, Mark and I both have pets that we yeah. talk about on the show from time to time because yeah. they are a part of our life. And I just, uh, I think how much fun Cooper looks like, you know? Yeah. But he also looks like he might be a little needy at times. Well, he can be, but he's just 10 months old. He's still a puppy, right? you know, so yeah. you give him that. But I, I don't know about you, but I get these, well, because I search pet stuff, right? Yeah. Because of having the new pup in the house, I right. see these little things pop up on social media from time to time about people who have built special rooms, like a room under the stairs for their, for their dog with uh-huh. their own, you know, it's got their own heating vent and air vent and, 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 uh, even a, maybe a TV on the wall. And that's where they're, you know, their own bed and they go in and they remodel this whole space, just like they've gone in to remodel the kitchen, right? They spend money <laughs> right. on this space. And that's, and I think that's, I'm like, I bought the dog a pillow. You know, that's yeah. what I did. That, that's what I did. I, I went to my pillow and bought him a bed, right? So, <laughs> but luxury pet amenities are becoming increasingly common as people spend more of their non-human. They spend more on their non-human family members, from um, canine mansions. They had to do it to uh-huh. customized pet nooks, like I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Social media has helped popularize deluxe pet items now robbie timmers he's a thailand-based homeowner built a two-story air-conditioned house for his five dogs and it features smart lighting security cameras and a sliding door leading to the porch his wife didn't approve of the idea of building a swimming pool for the the furry friends though right (laughs) had to draw the line somewhere the canine mansions Uh uh-huh Ah, Mark. you know every time i actually start trying to make fun of what other people do with their pets i have to just i look in the mirror and go shut up Dave. just shut up. stop just stop life radio.fm the mark and mac show <laughs> sorry just thinking about something mark and i were talking about yes okay wait a minute now. all right mark we have uh, a number of stories of robbers doing their thing 
and regular people doing their thing that tend to be a little entertaining. This one headline says robbers get a bounce back of pepper spray. Yeah. In Poland, plans were made for a big bank robbery. The robbers stormed in and one of them ordered the teller to open the cash drawer. The other robber then used pepper spray to put her out of action so they could grab the cash. They didn't account for one thing, though. (laughs) The heating duct that was directly behind the teller, which blew the spray back into the robber's faces. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. They left empty handed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There was a movie uh, that came out with the guy. remember, Remember the movie Napoleon Dynamite? All right, the guy that played the lead in that, for a couple of years, he was a pretty hot actor, you know, uh, right. playing goofy guys. And he played in a movie called School for Scoundrels. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the movie. And to be honest with you, I don't remember. I've watched it. I don't remember. I don't want to endorse it because I can't remember if there was a lot of objectionable stuff in it or not. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I do remember is in a scene, these uh, guys are playing, the two guys are playing fake cops, pretend cops, and they're fake arresting the Napoleon Dynamite guy, and they're in an elevator, and they're kind of terrorizing him, you know, yeah. um, making jokes at his expense, and one of them breaks out the pepper spray. They're in an elevator. Oh. He sprays the Napoleon Dynamite guy with the pepper spray. They're all laughing, and then it gets him <laughs> and the other fake cop, okay? <laughs> yeah. So they're all screaming, they, and they come out of the elevator screaming, ah, you know, it's horrible. And, and, just... One of those moments, you know, where I went, wow, this might have been worth the price of admission. (laughs) LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, there was something I meant to tell you about off here. I can tell you now. It doesn't matter. But uh, one of the things that that I do after this is I I do work with the Nancy Gray show on Fox Nation. Mm -hmm. And they're going to do an episode and it involves um, Jacksonville State University, um, oh. which in Jacksonville, Alabama, because one of the main uh, one of the main uh, people on Nancy's show over the years has become Joseph Scott Morgan. He is a professor uh, of forensic sciences at JSU, and um, he has a career, you know, that spans working in the office of, uh, you know, the morgue people, the names of the medical examiner's office. Okay. Anyway, so his year worked. The morgue I, people. I know. I didn't think of it. But anyway. Yeah, we're Tonight talking about, on Cinemax, the morgue people. <laughs> pretty much. But, you know, I've got 12 years with Nancy Grace yes. doing uh, from CNN headline news to now Fox and Fox Nation. And I've enjoyed it. It's a lot of, I don't want to say it's a lot of fun, mm. you know, reporting some of the most heinous crimes. Right. But yeah. there is a reason for doing it. And it's more than just getting a. Um, you know, your own desk at con- crime con. And <laughs> anyway, so they're going to do an episode, um, a deep dive into the assassination of president Lincoln. And I thought, you know, being a history buff, I thought this is pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Um, and going to do it at JSU has, uh, new, some new facilities for a video and um, they're gonna. Nancy's gonna come here, and we're gonna do it. I can't tell you what day because that's gotta be secret. But anyway, we're gonna do it at JSU, and um, because JSU trains forensic people from the FBI and all over the country, oh. come to Jacksonville, Alabama, wow. for forensic training. Did you know that? Wow, the morgue yeah. people are trained there. That's awesome. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, actually, the the morgue people, you know, they're 
They're different. I'm talking about the, you know, like okay. whenever you watch right. one of the for the CI, you know, yes. STD shows, mm-hmm. whatever yes. they are, the alphabet shows, right. where CSI, they always have a, things like that. Yeah, yeah, the forensic crews come in. Well, those guys are all trained at JSU for the most part. Wow. And Joe Scott Morgan is one of the people who teaches them. Anyway, so it's just fascinating that uh, I, we were t- talking about this, and there are so many things that I didn't know about, you know, President Lincoln's death. Wow. Um, and many things that are just kind of, you know, because usually when you learn about that, you're a kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's like if you get taught that in fourth or fifth grade, you don't really remember it. It's just assumed by 10th and 11th grade, you know what happened. And you go to college and it's like, you know, okay, do I have to answer that he was watching what? My little cousin at Forge Theater? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and the fact that that just came off the top of my head is really scary. Uh-huh. But anyway, I'm not actually involved in the show um, as a talent or researcher or anything. I just kind of want to be there to watch, you yeah, know, yeah. because I want to, you know, I know what happens in these discussions uh, where about 10% ends up on the air. Yeah. The rest of it isn't on the air, but it's where the most fascinating stuff is. And I realized how little I knew about it. Mm. I was shocked. I mean, again, being kind of a history buff, I thought I was somewhat informed, but just talking about the production on this show, I, Mark, but I know nothing. I mean, yeah, I'm Sergeant yeah, Schultz yeah. when it comes to this. I know yeah. nothing. <laughs> felt totally ignorant. But anyway, it just kind of hit me that a lot of people don't know about some of the coolest things in Alabama. You know, again, forensic training for people all over the country at Jacksonville State University. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got uh, Huntsville that has a new FBI center up there along wow. with NASA yeah. and everything else. I mean, these are the things that get away from the sister Mary and trailer park live in, you know, rednecks yeah, that we yeah, are, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the stuff we need to <laughs> no, not no, tell yes. people about. Right. That's true. Cause they'll come here and mess it up. You know, what's funny is that that's what been your take for a while. Is that don't, I don't tell people about Alabama because it's a great place to live and I don't want people coming here and ruining that, you know, right. That's, but then I do it here. Yes, exactly. Yes. Did you know. know that Mississippi's new tourism campaign is, it's a best kept secret and, <laughs> and their commercials are of people about to post their pictures of their incredible vacation with their family online and then thinking twice about it because all those people will come and spoil their spot. There you go. <laughs> I knew, you know, there are people listening in Mississippi to this show and yeah. all we want is credit. That's all we want. Not asking for money, just credit. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark well i'm just gonna very quickly during the music mark's telling me about a show that's gonna probably he goes you know it's not very good it, you started off by saying you know there's this show and it it probably is going to get renewed because it's not very good <laughs> that's right and i had yes. to laugh man you know um <laughs> when i was reading something and it's been a couple of years ago and it was about home improvement the tv show in the 90s yeah. with tim allen mm-hmm. and Whatever night it was on, I I actually can tell you in all honesty, I've actually never watched an episode from beginning to end of Home Improvement. Wow! Or or of the other show that he did. I'm very familiar with his work, right? You know, yeah. And I'm not. It's not a personal attack. I don't want. To, I would watch him. It's just whatever time. Yeah. It's just inconvenient. I've never gotten into it. Yeah. But during its last season, you know, the kids were growing up and they were having to change the show around, and that he was offered he and the and his wife on the show. Uh, we're offered some staggering amount of money, okay? Yeah. And and a, a few years after the show had gone off the air and a few years after the movie career had kind of uh, 
you know, Wild Hogs was kind of like it, you know? Yeah. And it was more like a buddy comedy with a couple other guys. Yeah. Um, and he had some time to reflect. And he's like, why didn't I take the money for that last year? <laughs> you know? They offered him like $50 million, you know? Yeah. And it's like, how much money do you have in the bank where they offer you $50 million for nine months of work and you say, nah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it's just kind of funny that um, they were talking about, like, the numbers, okay? Like, they had 10 million people a week tuning in during their last season on the air. 10 million a wow, week. yeah. Right now, um, some of the biggest comedies on television draw 8 million, okay? Mm -hmm, yep. And the thing is that the reason that the show actually was getting canceled is they couldn't really figure out what to do. Plus, they already had 10 years in the can kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And the other show that they were up against was Frasier. Mm. And Frasier was drawing 15 million people a week. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. So now a show drawing 10 million people, which would be number one, is canceled because the other team is doing twice what they do now. Yeah. It just goes to show you how different things are in terms of what we watch mm. and, and how we watch it. Yeah. It's just, it's way different when you and I approach a television show or whatever, you know, our kids do not think of it the way we do. Mm -mm. I, I look at where's my DVR so I can record it, you know? And they're yeah. like, why do you waste your time? Just here, watch it without commercials. Mm -hmm. What? What was that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like such an idiot, man. Yeah. Anyway, I, the, um, last man standing. That was the other. Tip yeah. The show. Thank you. Yeah. I know. Cause you like that show. I did. I did a lot. And, but here's the thing. Remember at one point I told you, I think this is, I think it's heading for the door, you know? Yeah. And yeah. because it's, it seems to be relaxing and it's not right. sharp anymore. And, right. it, and sure enough, like the, not that season, but the season after was their mm -hmm. last season. And it, I, I didn't it see seems that. Like I didn't see got that safe though. Um, because they were canceled. Remember right. that? Yeah. Yeah. They, they moved to Fox. Right. But yeah, because whatever network they were on, mm -hmm. Yeah, ABC. Cancel it. Yeah. yeah, ABC had, like, they had Modern Family, mm -hmm. and then they had the Tim right. Allen Show. Right. And their ratings were almost identical yeah. in terms of the number of people, like yeah. 8.1 million and 8.2 million. Yeah, right. That's what yeah. they were talking about. And they renewed Modern Family because of the liberal pinko commie yeah. things on there yeah, and but, a major gay character. Yeah, but and last they renewed it for two years. Yeah, but Last, and last Man, Man Standing. It got canned because Tim Allen was a conservative yeah. character. Right. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. you know, that's what I think when it, when Fox picked it up, I think that's what kind of gave it that extra surge because you already it had did. said yeah. before it was canceled. Yeah. Well, it was probably the last year anyway, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it was only, but it's the fact that it got canceled, you know, right. that gave it a new life. Yeah. Was, and I, I remember saying, I hope, I hope the change, the network change brings some more energy to it because it needed it. Right. And, <laughs> and, and it did. And, and yeah. they, and they did. But they they made some changes. Like one of the daughters was completely di a different actress, right? Because the, the original one just said, hey, "I'm not coming back," right? And, you know, so just, mm -hmm. it was just you know, and I mean, you go from this little dark haired girl to this tall blonde girl. Right? How do you not notice the difference? Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. Anyway, they it, it you know it just eventually died. But what I was talking right. about was Night Court, which there was yeah this new Night Court. John Larroquette's on it, and the girl who was. Uh, she was on in uh, Big Bang Theory. She was Bernadette. Bernadette, yeah, uh, is is Judge Harry's daughter who's taking you know taking over his court at night, and 
and it, it has potential. And there was one episode that was, it was the night of a full moon and there was a lot of right. crazy stuff going on. That was a lot like the way the old show used to be the way I remember right. it. And I said, there's hope for this show, but <laughs> that was like a shining moment in a sea of dullness. It's just, right. <laughs> it's, they're just making a lot of mistakes and, wow. and taking a lot of liberties that wouldn't have been taken in the original series, which mm-hmm. I think it's sad, but yeah. like I said, it's not very good. It'll probably get renewed. liferadio.fm it's the Mark and Mac show odd thing about social media (laughs) there's so many things that are all yeah well there's so many things that are all tied together and um you know I'm not I'm not always crazy get off my long guy you know Mm. I said always but you know um I got to a point with it, with Facebook in particular, that I got tired of reading about people's bites, you know, mm. that they felt the need to post online oh. about their relationship struggles with their yeah. children or their mom, you know, yeah. mainly because there are just certain things that should be kept yeah. in private. Yeah. Nice. And it's like they're picking a fight with their spouse or the kids out right. on the, out on the front porch for the whole yeah. neighborhood to see what, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and then. I, and I know that some, and then other people put a, a, a very bright, you know, shining light on their family with great pictures and mm-hmm. stories. And in reality, you know, they're really dysfunctional, crazy, whatever. <laughs> the thing is, is that it's just, that just, God, I just didn't care. And mm-hmm. then when they added all these others, you know, the Instagram and Twitter and yeah. all these other things are all tied together. And it's like, A, my life is not that interesting that I think anybody would care, you know? Right. Yeah. B. Yes, I have opinions, and we talk about them on the air, okay? Right, yeah. But if we didn't have this kind of outlet, I wonder, you know, what? I just don't know what I would do, but mm. you, we've always had this outlet. You right, know, you've yeah. had a place to talk about things, and it's like yeah. I see things on social media, and people say crazy things that are a half a notion that they heard somebody else say right. that sounded really cool, and they try to repeat it, and it's like it's a massive fail. You know, yeah. they just ended up looking stupid. Yeah. So anyway. There's a headline that says, looking at old Facebook posts make you feel happier. And I'm thinking yeah. half the people that if they were to go back and look at their old, they might be embarrassed, you know? Yeah. If, and, you know, Facebook pulls up stuff from your feed and right. shows you things, you know, from time to time. Right. And most of the time when those come up, I'm like, why? You know, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's cool. You know, sometimes right. it's, oh yeah, I remember when we were there, you know, right. or we were on yeah. a cruise there or we were on vacation mm-hmm. there or whatever, or that was a great Christmas or something like that. But usually it's like, eh, you know, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. The university of Portsmouth has done a study that, uh, that lets you know, this lets us know that when you look back at great times with friends and party photos from college, you may notice yourself smiling a little more. It's not by accident. Um, the study discovered that looking back at old Facebook photos promotes positive reminiscing and a self-soothing feeling. According to the Facebook users polled, 76% said looking back on old posts improved their mood, while 73% noted that photos that friends posted on their timeline made them feel happier. Hmm. So we well, had to spend we had to spend university money to find out why people <laughs> keep photo albums. That's what this amounts to, okay? <laughs> Because the reason people keep photo albums, you go to your grandma's house and she pulls out all the family pictures. It's because it brings you great feelings to look back on those times with those people. That's why. But we had to spend money 
to find this out and make it official. Wow. You and I just, we picked the wrong career, man. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. This is Mark and Mac Show. And, you know, Mark, you and I have talked occasionally about those, uh, you know, the air tag things that mm-hmm. they have. Yeah. Wait, and I, I know they have a, um, they, iPhone has the i the Air Tag, and I know there's another one for other phones. You know, they all have it now. I guess. Well, there are other brands out there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just don't know them. Yeah, but they seem fascinating to me. You know, with what you can have. Yeah. But I didn't realize that there were other things that you could also track. You know. Yeah. Um, and being very creative, the headline right here says, "What a woman did mm-hmm. about her ear her AirPods." Yeah, her earphones, her little yeah Apple earphones. And the same thing is true for your your phone, your iPad, uh, any Apple device. You can track where okay. it is. In fact, really? yeah, do you I, have to do you have to pay extra. Or? No, it's just part of it's part of the whole package. Um, Didn't know that. And with Jane, like Jane has an iPhone. Uh, I will sometimes check to see where she is because huh. there's there's <clears throat> if you look at your at your in your settings there is find like there is an app called Find My whatever. Yeah. Is you can find your ear pods or whatever you know and um you can find people people or uh or your items your technology and uh i can look to see like if jane's going to be really late because she's got a nail appointment and uh, i'm wondering well how long is she going to be i'll go check and see oh yeah she's still there you know mm-hmm. so i know where she is and if she's traveling a long distance like if she's gone to visit uh family uh, like gone up to huntsville to visit somebody um I'll check her progress on the trip there and home to see, you know, okay, she's good. She's doing all right. So you can track all kinds of stuff. Um, But this, this woman, Elizabeth Hayden, she sits down on a flight home to Seattle following a nine hour flight from Tokyo to San Francisco. She's been traveling. She reached into her jacket pocket to grab her AirPods. (laughs) She wanted to drown out the sound of a screaming baby something you can do with the AirPods because they have noise cancellation that just literally wipes almost 100% of everything in the background out. Unfortunately, her AirPods weren't in her pocket. She assumed she'd lost them on her previous flight. Hayden used the in-flight Wi-Fi to track her missing AirPods. She watched as the AirPods moved around San Francisco International Airport. Eventually, the tracker showed that her AirPods were moving on the highway and eventually ended up at a residential address. Hayden said she suspected they were stolen from her jacket by an employee. On her previous flight, she left her coat behind, but was told she had to wait for a flight attendant to retrieve it. Hayden tried contacting United Airlines while on the plane, but they couldn't help. She says, first they were like, I'm sorry you lost your belongings on our flight. I was like, I didn't lose them. I was denied the ability to get my jacket by an employee, and now my $250 AirPods are missing. Hayden also contacted law enforcement and was connected with a detective who was able to offer some assistance. He was able to match the address she provided with that of a food services contractor at the airport. A few days later, the detective reached out and said they had interviewed the suspect. He eventually admitted that he had the AirPods, but claimed they were given to him by another employee at the airport. Uh After 12 days, Hayden finally got her AirPods back, but they were damaged. She says they look like they've been stomped on. United Airlines offered Hayden $271.91 to purchase a new pair of AirPods plus 5,000 miles. Okay. Then I I don't like the story. Right. 
in, in what happened to her. Right. But I'm thinking offering her, we'll buy you the new AirPods to replace mm -hmm. them. We're going to give you 5,000 miles of air. Yeah. I, that sounds like a good yeah. resolution. Yeah. They say it sounds like they came through in the end. Yeah. 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 I don't okay. like that she had to go through what she went through to get there, though. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to figure that they, this is probably based on my experience with air travel. You know, I got a feeling they go through this a lot. Oh, yeah. LiveRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And over the last several years, now, when I say several years, I mean going back to the Obama administration. And probably it was at the end of the first term, beginning of second term, somewhere in there. There was a call for justice with housing, okay? Yeah. And there was, and it actually has gone into practice now in, in a very slow way. But the idea was that some people in our country, well, they just had it too good. They had too nice of a house, and there were other people who had had it too bad, and they just needed a better house. And so, hey, just take it, you know? Yeah. It was like in Venezuela, um, when Hugo Chavez took over, he told the, the poor and homeless if you like a mansion, just go take it, you know, go move in. And what happened is people did that. They moved into the mansion. The people who owned the mansion left. And pretty soon you had people who didn't know how to take care of anything, destroying a mansion. Right. And it's happening here in the States in a way that if you have a, let's just say you have a rental property and you're in between renters trying to rent your home, yeah, a, a home and somebody decides, well, I'm homeless and there's an empty house. I'm going to take it. And they move in and just start squatting on your property. Getting rid of a squatter is not easy. Mm. Uh, it is, I read this yesterday because there's been an article running around about a, uh, uh, handyman whose mom, uh, had an actual, uh, squatter move into her home. She was trying to rent the house out. She didn't live in the area anymore. Homes on the market to be rented. She arranges a deal with this person who worked for the, uh, was the prison guard. And anyway, they were working on everything, but the problem was the prison guard, their credit wasn't good enough to actually rent the house. Uh, but the prison guard moved in anyway, knowing that this woman didn't live in town. Anyway, we're talking months go by. They're trying to get this woman out of the house so they can rent it, and she ain't moving. So the handyman's son flies from like Chicago or wherever to see, whatever, at Washington, and just waits until the woman leaves the house to go to work. And he goes in, changes the locks, starts moving her stuff out on the yard like this, you know, because when he contacted the police, they said, yeah, sorry. Yeah. The law is on her side. Yeah. You know, uh, anyway, I say all that to say this is a real issue mm -hmm. of people squatting. And if you go on vacation this year, you could come home and find homeless people not homeless anymore living in your house. Yeah. Especially and, if you live in a. Uh, in a city that is run by leftists, by Democrats, right. they've changed the laws to make it hard yep. to, and that's where it comes in. You, you elect all these the Democrats to these local offices. They change the laws and make it much more difficult to get rid of squatters because and you lose your house to squatters. Think about right. it. It yeah. can happen when you go on vacation this yeah. summer. Yeah. So just floating it out there because here's the headline professional squatter in air quotes, professional mm -hmm. squatter racks up, a huge water bill. Yeah. Darthula Young received an alarming phone call from a neighbor that there was a shooting outside her home when she rushed to the scene. Um, she found her locks had been changed and a bullet had pierced the window. 
the residence that she inherited from her late mother was being occupied by a well-known local ex-convict, Taquito Murray, and there was nothing Young could do about it. Under Chicago eviction laws, see, leftist-run city, it could take eight months to kick squatters out. Quote, the only option I have is going through the legal process. As you talked about squatters' rights, I've been doing my research in the, in the state of Illinois. Anything that has to do with the squatter comes under tenants' rights, and tenants' rights is very different from squatters' rights. Young gave Murray a five-day notice, went to court three times, and the saga is still not resolved. Wow. He's racked up a $1,300 water bill in the meantime. She Young explains, evicting a tenant or a squatter is illegal in the state of Illinois, and they can make it really clear that you can be arrested or you can face charges. When wow. I talked to the police and Taquito came back from the hospital after getting shot, he said, uh, first of all, yeah, I got a lease. I'm paying rent. And I'm saying, to who? And then he says, oh, I can't find it. Uh-huh. But then I asked them, the police, to remove him for breaking and entering. He told us that he's a professional squatter and he knows his rights. Young said the trespasser has two pit bulls and is not sure how many other visitors are on the property. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. I mean, a $1,300 water. Shut the water off. I mean, why why keep paying for the water? Shut the water off. You know, that's one thing. They won't have water. But what will happen is he'd probably go set up his own account. Now that I think about it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, but then they'd say, yeah, well, you, uh, the, we show that you, there's $1,300 owned, owed here. So maybe shutting off the water would be the first good step. You know, actually you grab a couple of friends. <laughs> Life radio dot FM. It's the Marky Mac show. And I think we need to get a warning on this um, <laughs> because there are some stories that we talk about on the show. And Mark, by the way, pulls all this together. I am absolutely useless when it comes to finding stories. Total. I mean, I do nothing. And Mark does it. And what will happen, I'll look over the day before, and I see in this, and I'm going, hmm, I want to see this. And because of the way the Internet is now, you know, you can find it. But what happens is you're going to find a bear playing with a soccer ball, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to see, you know, the pig playing with the parrot. And then you're going to see the cat and the dog. You're you're going to be online Uh, watching videos for the next two days. That's right. right? (laughs) So here we go with the story that, again, this is the warning. If you do not have the next two or three days to give up, turn us off now. (laughs) A New York woman who spotted a black bear playing in her yard captured video of the animal climbing onto her family's trampoline. Anna Corey Watson said she glanced out her window in Wappingers Falls and was shocked to see a bear investigating the various items in her yard. She says, I was elated when I saw the bear outside my window. I knew I was seeing something I was unlikely to ever see again. And that was before it started playing with the soccer ball. Everything that unfolded in front of me felt surreal. She says she knew she had to document the visit. Quote, I immediately grabbed my phone and started taking pictures. I couldn't believe it. Watson's video, which she posted to YouTube, shows the bear playing with a soccer ball, wrestling with a garden hose, carrying a broom, and tentatively bouncing on their trampoline. (laughs) She says the bear played in our yard for a couple of hours. At one point, we thought it had taken off, but when it came back, it got in the trampoline. (laughs) 
I love it. I just love, I think that is awesome. I really do. But do remember wild animals are wild animals. Yes. And even though they do cute things, they might think it's really cute to eat your face. <laughs> Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.